Shalom to all. In today's daf is our Shana Daf Chavtes. We are starting Chavtes on Beis, the fifth to last word on the daf. And today's daf is sponsored Lilu Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah Basar Yaakov, Meisha, Her Neshama should have an Olio, and Lilu Nishmas, Mars Freida Chaya Beilo, Basar Yitzchak Tzvi, Her Neshama should have an Olio, and Bischoser Ari David Ben Yehudas Shira, he should have Refuah Shleima Bekar of Mamish, and Bischos Esther Bina Basleya, she should have Refuah Shleima Bekar of Mamish. We are discussing Mitzvah Tzricha's Kavana. When performing a mitzvah, must you have Kavana that you're actually doing a mitzvah, or is the mere action of the mitzvah sufficient to be yitzah? And we continue talking about that. Amalei Rabzer Shame, Reb Zera told his attendant, his gabai, his shamish, Chavtes Amad Alpha on top, Ichavin Vitakali, have Kavana and blow Shifer for me. Meaning, I want you to have in mind that you're going to be Maitzi me, my Chiyav of blowing Shifer. Alma Kasavar, we see that Reb Zera holds, Mashmiya by Kavana, that the one blowing the Shifer also needs to have Kavana to be Maitzi the person listening. Maisve, we have a question on this. We said in Mishnah, if a person's walking by Shol, or his house is next to Shol, and he hears the Shifer, someone reading Megillah, if he had Kavana, son, he's Yaitza. But if he didn't have kavana, he's not yaitzer. And here's a question: Even if he had kavana, what does that help? The other one, meaning the one blowing shayfer, he didn't have kavana to be mighty this person who's outside shul. So the Gemara answers that's not a question. We're actually talking about a shleich tibor. This person is leaving the congregation of blowing shayfer. He's the baltekeya. He has kavana for anyone who's listening to shayfer, even if that person happens not to be in shul at that current point in time. Tashma, we're going to try to bring another ride that the blower does not need to have the listener in mind. We had said in the bride and nischaven shemayav lonischaven mashmiya. If the Shemea, the listener had Kavana, but the blower did not have Kavana, or Nishavin Mashmiya, Veloy Nishavin Shemea, if the blower had Kavana, but the listener did not have Kavana, Loyotza, so he's not Yotza, Ashi Shavin Shemea, Umashmiya, until both the blower and the listener have Kavana. Now, Katani Mashmiya, Domi de Shemea, we just learned that the Mashmiya, the blower, is similar to the listener. Mashemea Shemea la Atzmoy, just like the Shemea, the listener, he's listening for himself, he's obviously listening only to Yotza's own Chiyov, Af Mashmiya, Mashmiya la Atzmoy, that means the one blowing it, he's also blowing it to be Yotza his own Chiyov, the Katani, and we said, He's not Yaitse. Meaning, in the first part of this brass, we're understanding that the listener isn't Yaitse until the blower has intent to be Yaitse his own Chiyav. So we see that if the Baal did not have Kavana to be Yaitse his own Chiyav, so then other people cannot be included in that. But by the same token, if he had Kavana for his own Chiyav, then other people could be included in that even though he didn't have them in mind. The Gemara says, You're right, Tanai, it's Machlekes Tanaim. The Tanya we have a Brahsa. The listener, he listens for himself to be Yaitse his own Chiyav, and the Mashmiya, the one blowing, he just blows regularly, meaning he's really just blowing for himself, and anyone that wants to listen, they could be as well, even though he doesn't have them in mind. On Rabbi Yaisi, he argues on Medvar Murum, once that said, when we have a Shleach Tzibur blowing, so anyone that's listening can be Yaitse. Avol Biyachid, but a person blown for himself, so someone listening to that is not going to be Yaitse, until the listener and the blower have intent for the listener's obligation, and that's what Rabbi Zeyra holds. And now this mission continues to talk about having Kavana. We know that after Yitzhak Mitzrayim, Amalek attacked Kalah Yisrael, and Moshe Ben went on top of the hill and raised his hands. And the Pasuk says, It was when Moshe Ben raised his hands, so Kalah Yisrael was victorious over Amalek, but when he lowered his hands, so then they would start losing. So we ask, Do the hands of Moshe, are they the ones that make the war or break the war? Just because he lifted his hands up or he dropped them down, all of a sudden that means that they're going to win or lose the war. What does this teach you? As long as Kalei were looking up to Shemaim, and they subjugate their hearts to Hashem in heaven, so then they would overcome the enemy. That's because they're davening to Hashem. If not, so then they would fall. And Similarly, we know that Kalei complained in the Midbar and Hashem sent snakes to bite them. To stop the plague, Hashem commanded Moshe Rabbeinu to make a snake and put it on a pole. And the pasuk says, "Make for yourself a snake, a serpent." Put it on a pole. Anyone that was bitten, he'll see, he'll look at this snake, and then he'll live. And once again, we ask the same question: Is it a snake that causes life or death? It's not so. It's when Klaisho looks up to Shemayim and they subjugate their hearts to Hashem. So then they get healed. So then they're going to die. And now we go back to being. 
mitzvah, someone in a chiyav. Cherashet v'katan, someone who's deaf, or he's a shaita, or he's a katan, he's under a mitzvah, ain't mitzvah in a surround midei chavasan, so then they cannot be mitzvah other people in their chiyav. And Zaklal, this is the rule. Kol she'enim mechiyav b'davar, someone who he himself is not chayav in this thing, ain't mitzvah in a surround midei chavasan, he cannot be mitzvah others in their chiyav. He doesn't have the chiyav, he can't be mitzvah other people in their chiyav. And Tan Rabban, we have a brisa. Kol she'enim b'tkiyah shayfer, everyone's chayav in the kiyah shayfer. Kohanim, v'lavim, Yisraelim, gerim, converts of Adam Shucharim, and freed slaves. We know that a yid owns a gentile slave. He gives him bris mila. He goes to the mikvah, and after he frees him, he becomes like a regular yid. V'tumtum v'adreginus. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Umisha chesi eved v'chesi mechayrin. Someone who's half eved, half benchayrin. How is that possible? Two Jews had a partnership in a gentile slave. One of the partners freed his part of the slave, so now this person is half slave, half Jew. Now tumtum any mitzi lais mina v'lesh ena minay. A tumtum cannot be mitzi his men. He cannot be mitzi another tumtum or someone who's not a tumtum. Andreginus, on the other hand, mitzis mina. He could be mitzi someone who's like him, avolesh ena minay, but not someone who's not an andreginus. So what's the difference between a tumtum and andreginus over here? The genitalia of a tumtum is covered by skin, and therefore we're unsure if it's a male or female. Therefore, a tumtum can't be mitzi even another tumtum, for one might be female and the other might be a male. Whereas an andreginus has both male and female genitalia, and we're just unsure if it's a male, female, or its own kind. Whatever it's defined as, all andreginuses are all in the same category, so they could be mitzi each other. Someone who's half slave, half free man, he cannot be mitzi anyone, not even someone who's in the same category as him. Now, Amr Mar, we had said in the Brisa, everyone's chayav in the kiyah shayfer, kaihanim, levim, yisraelim, and the Gemara asks, Shita, isn't that obvious? Ihani loy mechayvi. If these aren't mechayv, kaihanim levim yisraelim aman mechayvi. So who would be chayv in the kiyah shayfer? The Gemara says kaihanim estrichloy. The chiddush is that kaihanim are chayv in shayfer. Sakatat chamina. You might think halakhsev since the pasuk says yoyim truly alechem that Rosh Hashanah is a day of trua. Man delesay el b'tkiyah the chad yoyim who the mechayv. Someone who only has a chiyav of one day of blowing shayfer, which is on Rosh Hashanah. There's one day to blow shayfer, and that's the person's only chiyav of shayfer throughout the whole year. So he's chayv in shayfer on Rosh Hashanah. But vahani kaihanim these kaihanim halva isnu b'tkiyah to they hear blasts all year long. They were supposed to blow trumpets, were supposed to blow chatzaytzos during the carbon oila. So they hear trumpet blasts all year long. You might think that they shouldn't be chayv in tkiyas shayfer on Rosh Hashanah. Kamashmal the chiddush is that they are chayv. The Gemara asks me, Dami, is that comparable? Hasam chatzaytzos over there, talking about chatzaytzos all year long. They hear chatzaytzos. Vahach shayfer and over here on Rosh Hashanah, it's a special mitzvah to blow a shayfer. A shayfer and chatzaytzos are two different things. So the Gemara says you're right. El the chiddush is that we have to say the kaihanim are chayv in shayfer. But what's the chiddush? Sagdat Chamina. I might think Hayol Tanan. Since we have a mission that says Shava Hayyavel Rosh Hashanah Litkielu Brachas, we know that Yom Kippur of Yavel is compared to Rosh Hashanah when it comes to blowing of Shaifer and Brachas. So I would think Man de Isa B'Mitzvahs Hayyavel. Someone that all of the mitzvahs that pertain to Yavel pertain to this person. Isa B'Mitzvahs Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, he also has to keep the mitzvahs Rosh Hashanah. But Vahani Kahanim, these Kahanim and Levim as well. Hayol Vlesnu who B'Mitzvah Yavel. Since they do not have all the mitzvahs of Yavel applied to them, did not have a mishnah. Kahanim Levim Meichem Laelam Vagayim Laelam. Kahanim Levim they could always sell and they can always redeem. So even mitzvah Rosh Hashanah I might think that regarding the mitzvah Rosh Hashanah blowing shayfer, they shouldn't be chayv in that. Kamashmal the chiddush is that they are chayv in the mitzvah Rosh Hashanah. Now, what does this mean that kahanim levim could always sell and could always redeem? We know that one that sells a house in a walled city is given a year to redeem it. After that, he loses the house. So a kainer levi is always allowed to repurchase the house. One that sells his field is not allowed to redeem it for the first two years after the sale. Whereas a kainer levi is allowed to repurchase the field right away. And this is the halacha that's relevant for here for yavel purposes. If one donates their field to hektish and the gizbar sells it to someone else, so when yavel comes. It goes back to the base of Mikdash and it goes to the Kahanim and not the original owner. Whereas a Kainer Levi may always redeem their land whenever they want and they're not limited to this like a regular Israel is. And we had said in the Brides of Misha Chatsi Evadim Chatsi Menchayer and Eni Mighty Lais Mina Vlash Eni someone who's half slave, half free man, he's not going to be mighty anyone, not someone who's his men and not someone who's not his men. Amrav Huna, he says, Ula Atma Mighty, he is allowed to be mighty himself. This person could blow Shaifer for himself. Amalir of Nachman Rav Huna, Rav Nachman Asrav Huna, Mashna Lachayrim Deloy, why is it that he's not going to be mighty other people that are just like him? Deloy Asi Tzad Avdus Mapik Tzad Chayrus, because the half part of him which is slave
slave is not able to be mitzi the half part of the other person which is free, so la'atzmainami, even for himself, the half of him which is a slave shouldn't be able to be mitzi the half of him which is free. Nachman says based off of this, he's not even allowed to be mitzi himself in Shifer. And Tainam Yahweh, we have a brass like this. Someone who is half slave, half free person. He's also not allowed to be mitzi himself. And Tony Afabrid Rav Zero, call a brachas cool and all brachas, even though the person was already yitze, mitzi, he's allowed to be mitzi other people. Except for the brach on bread and wine, Sheim lo yatsa, if he was not yitze, mitzi, then he could be mitzi others. But Vim yatsa, if he was ready yitze, any mitzi, then he's not allowed to be mitzi others. Now, what's going on over here? This works with the principle of call Yisrael away from Zelazet. All Jews are responsible for each other. This is also called Arvos, shared responsibility. Now, Arvos only works for something which is a chiv on a person, even though Reuven was ready yitze his chiv, since Shimon was not yitze his chiv yet, so Reuven could be mitzi Shimon in his chiv. However, Birchas Hanenin, such as Brachas on food and Basamim, they're only made because one isn't allowed to benefit from the world without making a bracha, but there's no chiv over there. So unless you're partaking of the food or the spice, so you're not allowed to be mitzi someone else if you're not going to be partaking of it. For example, blowing shaifer is a chiv, so even if you heard shaifer ready, you can make the bracha for someone else who wasn't yaitzi. But if you aren't hungry, allergic to milk, gluten-free, don't like cinnamon, and on a carb-free diet, then you may not make a mazinus for someone that wants you to be mitzi him before he bites into a fresh out-of-the-oven cream cheese top cinnamon bun. Now, by Rava, he asked the following question. The bracha of lechem, meaning the hamitzi that you make on matzah before you say alachilas matzah, and the bracha of hagafen that you make on Kiddush before you actually say Kiddush, mahu, what's a halacha? Kivan the chayvahu, since it's a chayv to make Kiddush or to eat matzah, mapik, is a person allowed to be mighty someone else? Even though he already ate matzah or he already made Kiddush, is he allowed to say the bracha of hagafen because drinking the wine is part and parcel of making Kiddush or eating the matzah is part and parcel of the mitzvah? Idilmar, perhaps, bracha lav chayvahi. The bracha itself is not a chayv since he doesn't need to drink the wine because he was already yotzi's chayv, so he's not allowed to make this hagafen or he's not allowed to make this hamaitzi. So Tashma, we're going to bring a raya to Amravash. She says, Kevin Bay Rav Papa, and we used to eat in Rav Papa's house, have a Mikadish lawn, he would make Kiddush for us Friday night, and we have a Asi Arisim Medabra, when his Arisim, his sharecroppers, they would come from the field, they would come back late, and therefore they would come to the Suda late, have a Mikadish Luhu, he would make Kiddush for them again, and he would also say Hagafin, so we see that it's part and parcel of Kiddush, and therefore, even though he already made Kiddush, he could say Hagafin again. And Tonarban, we have a brass like this. Lo Yefres Adam Prusal Archim, a person who is not allowed to give out bread to the guests and make Hamotzi for them, Elim Kain Eichaliman, unless he's also eating bread with them. But he is allowed to give bread to his kids and to the people of his house who are under bar mitzvah and make a bracha for them, even though he's not eating with them. That's kedei lechanchan mitzvahs. In order to be mechanich them, he is allowed to make that bracha, even though he doesn't need to. Ubahal megillah. When it comes to hal and megillah reading, afal pishi yatsa mitzi. Even though he was yatsa already, he could be mitzi others. Hajar alacharu bezin. Mazal for finishing the third parak of Rosh Hashanah. We should be zacher to finish all of Rosh Hashanah together. And of course, as we always say, all of Shas together. And the Mishnah says, Yantav Shosh Hashanah shchali es b'Shabbos. When Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, the mikdash in the base. They would blow shayfer. Avoloim Medina, but not outside the base of Mikdash. Mishachar base of Mikdash. Once the base of Mikdash was destroyed, his can Rabbi Yechem and Zakai shiu taken b'chal makam sheish by Bezdin. Rabbi Yechem and Zakai was metakin that any place that has a Bezdin, we can blow shayfer. Now Amar Blazer he says loy his can Rabbi Yechem and Zakai el b'yavno b'vad. Rabbi Yechem and Zakai was only metakin this in Yavne where we have the Sanhedrin, but not in another place that has Bezdin, even if they have a Bezdin of twenty three. Now Amar loy they told Rabbi Blazer echad Yavne echad kol makam sheish by Bezdin. Whether it's Yavne or any place that has a Bezdin, we're going to blow shayfer. And v'aydzai shayis Yushlaim Yisrael Yavne. This was another thing that Yushalayim had over Yavne, any city which could see Yushalayim and hear Yushalayim and was close and they were able to come to Yushalayim, taken and they would blow Shefer on Rosh Hashanah when it comes out on Shabbos. Will be Yavne, but in Yavne, they would only blow Shefer in Bezdin. And now the Gemara asks, how do we know that we don't blow Shefer on Shabbos? One passage says, it's a Zichron Shua, it's just a remembrance of Shua. We say Psukim about blowing Shefer, we don't actually blow Shefer. Because of Echad Aymer 
Another pasuk says that it's a day of Trua, meaning we blow shayfar. And like Kasha, there's no problem between these pesukim. One's talking about Yantif that falls out on Shabbos, you don't blow shayfar. You only say pesukim that have to do with shayfar. And one is referring to when Yantif falls out during the week, then you blow shayfar. Now Amarava he asks, if you're saying that it's Asr midiraisa to blow shayfar because we have a pasuk then how could they blow in the base of Mikdash? We know that in the base of Mikdash we're going to do a shvus, something that's Asr drabana, but something that's Asr diraisa. We're not going to do in the base of Mikdash. And furthermore, how could you even say that we need a pasuk? Halav malachahi blowing shayfar is not even a malacha the Isr chalim uti that we would have to have a pasuk to say that you're not allowed to do it. The Tanah the Shmuel, the pasuk tells us that excludes blowing shayfar and rudias apas, which is taking the bread out of the oven. That's considered a chachma. It's not considered a malacha. So how could we say that we have a pasuk that tells us you're not allowed to blow shayfar on Shabbos? It's not even a malacha that we would need a pasuk for that. So Alam Rava he explains to us midaraisa mishur shari really midaraisa is permitted to blow shayfar on Shabbos for abundant who the gazer bay and the rabbanu were gazer that you're not allowed to blow shayfar on Shabbos. Kid Rabbah just like Rabbah the Rabbah he says hakol chayim b'kiyah shayfar really everyone's chayim to blow shayfar vena kol b'kiyin b'kiyah shayfar. However, not everyone is expert in how to blow shayfar. Gzeir shem yitlanu biyad v'yelch itzabaki lomay v'yavriani dalat amis b'shus rabim. So the gzeir is you're not allowed to blow shayfar on Shabbos because perhaps a person who doesn't know how to blow shayfar he's going to take his shayfar and walk to the expert's house to teach him how to blow shayfar and he's going to end up carrying his shayfar dalat amis and b'shus rabim and that's how we say on Shabbos you're not allowed to blow shayfar. And that's the same reason why we don't shake Lulav on Shabbos and we don't read Megillah on Shabbos because a person might carry the Lulav in the Rishos Rabbim and a person might carry their Megillah in the Rishos Rabbim and therefore we're not going to do so. However, there's not a problem blowing in the Beis HaMikdash because it's only a Tikkun Adarabanon and it's not Asr Dairaisa. And we had said in the mission that Mishachar Beis HaMikdash, Hiskun Rebbecham and Zakai, Rebbecham and Zakai was Mesakin that any place that has a Bezin, we're going to blow Shaifer. Now, Tanarabanon, we have a Braisa. Pam Achas Chal Rosh Hashanah Lies Beshabbos, one time Rosh Hashanah fell out on Shabbos, Vahayu Kal Ar Miskansim and all the cities nearby Yavna gathered to Yavna and they want to blow Shaifer. So Amalhem Rabbi Yechem and Zakai Bnei Besei, Rabbi Yechem and Zakai told Bnei Besei, they were the Gedayle Adar, Niska, let's blow Shaifer. Amruloisa, they told him, Nidain, we should sit down and we should discuss this, whether or not we should actually blow Shaifer. Amalhem, he told him, Niska, Vachakach Nidain, why don't we first blow Shaifer and then we'll talk about it? So Lachashitaku, after they blew Shaifer, Amruloi Bnei Besei told him, Nadun, let's sit and discuss whether or not we really should be blowing Shaifer when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos. Amalhem, Rabbi Yechem and Zakai told him, Kfar Nishma Karen Biyavne, the horn was already heard in Yavne, meaning we already heard the Shaifer. And we're not going to refute after we've already done something. Meaning, if we're now going to ask for blowing on Shabbos, that's going to be a zilzot of Bezdin. And in this way, Rabbi Yechamazaki successfully implemented blowing on Shabbos in a place that has Bezdin. Now, we had learned in the Mishnah, Amr Abelazar, Abelazar had commented, Rabbi Yechamazaki was misakin that we blow Shaifer on Rosh Hashanah that falls out on Shabbos only in Yavne. Now, Amr Loi, they told him that no, that wasn't the Takana. Echad Yavne, Echad Kalmakim Sheshbe Bezdin. It was really either Yavne and any place that had Bezdin. So now the Gemara asks, Amr Loi, Hanu Tanakama. It seems to be that the Amr Loi is the same thing as the Tanakama. The Tanakama had said, Rabbi Yechamazaki was Masakin, that any place that has bezin, they're going to blow. So what do we need this Amrulai for? That's the same thing as the Tanakama. The Gemara says, no, the difference between the Tanakama and the Amrulai is Beidina Dakrai. A random pop-up bezdin, are people going to blow Shifer if we have such a bezin like that in the city? According to the Tanakama, even if we have a pop-up bezin, that's going to be sufficient to be able to blow Shifer, Shabbos, Rosh Hashanah, whereas according to the Amrulai, it's only if you have an established bezin, but not a random pop-up bezdin. We're going to stop here for a day, continue to talk about this tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.